Hey pals, I'm Fiona, and welcome back to Team Up Moves. It's been a great week. Thank you to everyone who's talked about and retweeted our show on Twitter, posted about us to your Discord's left reviews, and just generally spread the word. We're just getting started, and finding an audience is hard, so we appreciate everything you do to help us grow. Today, we have the second half of our actual play of Anyone Can Wear the Mask by Jeff Stormer. We're telling the story of Petunia Toon Petalowski, played by Stephanie, who's a longtime indie rocker and sound-controlling protector of the scene. We're also telling the story of New Arcadia, played by C.C. Mancuso, and its neighborhoods of Kayfabe, VR Heights, Millennium Square, and NoSad. Things have been going well for Tune so far, maybe too well, but that's okay. Keep listening to find out what happens when Tune's downfall comes, and what she has to do to save the city during her uprising. Our next card is the Five of Diamonds. So this means that we are back at Uni Center. Bear in mind that Miranda Evansby is still about and still unthwarted, so you will get minus one die. Because it's a five, there's more labor disputes going on. Oh, no. Yeah, so this time it's the grad student union. <laughs> Certainly with Miranda around, they're being forced to teach classes that they are way outside of their reasonable specialty. Again, the money-making classes, uh, a lot of paid master's students, et cetera, for some of these things. I feel like we need something that's not just crossing the picket line, but is there another like labor dispute kind of? My my first instinct is that this, there's some kind of teaching going on. Grad students and and their students have walked out of classes. They've taken to the quads. And instead of teaching the, the courses that are slated, they are instead giving speeches and presentations with regard to the flaws in the university system for assigning such classes and the various inequities in the system of teaching at the at the college. That is excellent. And I would say that... I mean, certainly, Tune, people could probably use your help being heard, but perhaps in greater danger is the NOSAD cops have been called by the administration to break this up. And you sort of walking through the quad, see the cars on their way over. What do you do? Is this still Friday night or is this the next day? Uh, I would say that if students have left classes, then it's probably Monday. Okay, good. Because I want Tude to get his deep fried pineapple and asparagus. Oh, yes. No, there's nothing keeping Tude from his deep fried pineapple and asparagus. That's good because he shouldn't have to deal with the stuff. This does not seem like a good place for law enforcement to be. I was not expecting this at all. I was actually going to go meet Tude at the studio and just deal with some more recording stuff for the next Tall Tales album. So I am going to, first I see the teach-in and I'm like, teach-ins are great. This is not my scene. Uh, I probably went to college for about a year and realized that my combined music, cultural studies, and vexillology degree was not as much fun as just being in the scene and working. So I don't know how much I can help grad students articulate their particular needs, but I can definitely keep the university cops off their back. So I'm going to sit on just like the steps of the library at the corner of the quad. And I see that the cops are advancing on the quad where there is a teach-in. And I'm going to do two things to the cops with my powers, which can be used in a way that makes their source hard to track. One is I'm going to make it very hard for them to walk anywhere. I'm just going to make the air denser. They're just going to have to work a lot harder. It's going to just be exhausting to, to walk. And the other is I'm going to shut them up. Anything that the cops say to each other or to the people on the quad, they will open their mouths and no sound will come out. And people speaking to them can be heard. But just kind of around their heads, it's just kind of like, it's just kind of like a noise machine. They can breathe, uh, but they cannot create intelligible spoken language. Normally, you would roll two dice in University Center, 
because the king of diamonds is in play. You're down to one die. Would you like to spend any of your inspiration, Tune? You know, I would, because this seems like a lot of people are involved. How much inspiration do I have? You have two points. Okay. Am I going to need that? When I get in trouble later, I'm a little bit afraid that I will. Who can say? <laughs> no, the trouble just happens. The trouble just happens. Okay. So mechanically, it's not a better story if I save my inspiration. I don't think so. Okay. Then I'm going to use one point of inspiration on this. All right. Because also, like, university cops should not be doing this. Well, you do get a four, which means that you rise to the occasion and manage to save the day. What great moment of heroism do you achieve? This is. Again, a moment of inconspicuous heroism. We've had a couple of scenes where people celebrated Tune as the costumed hero who saved the scene in the neighborhood and saved the day. This is not one of them. This is not her home turf, and she is very much not an academic, but she has the satisfaction of seeing the cops just mysteriously realize that this isn't going to work. Moving on the teach-in is suddenly like moving through jello, and they can't communicate. And everyone sees them give up and retreat. And the people who were closest to where the cops were, and frankly, the cops themselves, can probably figure out why. Because interfering with audio is the sort of thing that Toon does. Let's see our next card. Our next card is the King of Clubs. Also, I feel like Vanna White doing these card reads. I'm like, our next card. (laughs) (laughs) Do do Zoomers know who Vanna White is? I don't think they do. I I have no basis to tell you yes or no. So now we are getting to someone with powerful political connections. Okay, someone with important political connections. Well, in Millennium Square, I especially would feel like that would be uh, some kind of real estate magnate. Mm-hmm. Someone who is has undue influence over the zoning of this particular neighborhood. Yeah, and I think that maybe they... Their offices clearly are in Millennium Square, but I think their portfolio extends all throughout the city. And let me tell you, some of those clubs in VR Heights, they can be loud late at night, and it's really hard to sell apartments above them. So I think that there is a real estate magnate. Steph, do you have a name for them? Oh, yeah. He goes by Gonzo Johnson. His first name is actually Gonzalez, but he doesn't want people to know where he's from, and so he just goes by Gonzo. He's He's got this kind of reputation that he has cultivated as a capitalist who's willing to take risks, and he does interviews with like Fast Company magazine. Yeah. He also just purchased Geometrico. Uh, it has a, a controlling stake in, in them as well. Oh, no. All right. Anything else we want to do about Gonzo? I think this I is think just, so. I, we're getting a lot of kings. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> we don't we don't have that much deck left. <laughs> Our next card is the Seven of Hearts. So back in VR Heights City, do you want to set a scene for us? VR Heights City. Hmm. I've got another uh something to happen at the club. Yeah. Are we going back to the Forked Tongue or do we need a different venue this time? Uh, I think maybe a maybe a different place. Okay. Okay, so this is a club in VR Heights. It is called Riddle Me This. It is half club and half escape room. (laughs) There are regularly rotating puzzles for patrons to solve, and anyone who can solve them in a timely fashion without violating the rules set forth for each particular challenge can get some sort of boon, perhaps a free drink. And also the the claim to fame, the bragging rights for the rest of the evening that they were able to solve the incredibly difficult puzzles at Riddle Me This. I think, Toon, you are doing the escape room part with some of your friends. I don't know if this was something you had to be heavily talked into or, or oh, what. Yeah. yeah, absolutely had to be talked into. But I think that as you're doing that, you're hearing like the bands playing at the club part. And you sort of hear yes, and oral songs. And then like, you know, you, you tune it out for a little bit and then sort of coming back, you realize that like you're hearing the new single from Kelsey Chiffon, No Time to Waste. Like, and you're like, well, she's not playing. She's kind of a big pop star. Why is that song playing? And then you start realizing that it's getting played over and over again in the club part. I think as you uh, either finish up the escape room or just bust out because this is real suspicious, yo, your choice. 
you notice that the club patrons are like kind of bopping along to this in eerie unison. And the band on stage is, I think, sort of doing the same way. They're sort of like miming playing, but like it's like the recorded version of this. Ah, no, not another hypnosis villain. I hate those guys. I'm just going to shut this down. Is that in character, by the way? Yes. (laughs) They are using music to enslave people rather than free them. That is not okay. That is not okay. So she's fought these kinds of villains before. She jumps to the conclusion that this is a villain who uses subliminal messaging or pheromones or brainwaves or something to take control of audiences and listeners, and that is extremely not on. So the obvious thing to do would be just to shut all the sound down. But that's boring. (laughs) And the band is Nope-tastic, who are actually kind of fun. Yeah. And, you know, I wanted to catch the end of the set. So instead of just shutting down the sound loop, I'm going to distort it so that it becomes unrecognizable and turn it briefly into something like the Jimi Hendrix Star Spangled Banner and then make it like 30 seconds of kind of house music and then shut it down and then say at very high volume, what's happening? Show yourself, bad dude, and let the band play. All right. So VR Heights, it's three dice. Do you want to use your inspiration or do you just want to roll this? I think we should just roll this. So that's a six. You're going to be able to get a point of inspiration and you get to inspire the people, Tune. What Tune wants to do, and remember she's in costume now, is get up on stage briefly with the band and pretend to play the drums while Nope-tastic is playing, because if she were to actually make music, she might be a little more open about her open secret than she wants to be. Mm-hmm. But practically, having shut down this mass hypnosis nonsense, she does want to know who's causing it. Can she tell? I think that she can tell that it's, it's, it was in the music. Like it, it was a sound, like a subliminal sort of carrier thing. Like it wasn't like pheromones or something like that. It was shutting down the music. Mm-hmm. Sort of free and people are are but back like, to jamming and that kind of thing. Does does the new Kaylee Chiffon hit No Time to Waste have that effect built into it? Is it the sort of thing where we need it off the airwaves because it generates villain mind control? Or was there a villain in the club who was working through the sound system? Oh, well, that's something that you'll find out later, I guess. Ooh, okay. <laughs> we can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> okay. So either way... How do you inspire the people, Tune? Oh, uh, I'm going to get up on stage and in front of Noptastic and just kind of mention to them, just kind of put up my hand and say we need a, before the set ends, we need a moment for a public safety announcement. As you might be aware, something has gone wrong with the recorded music sound system in this club, and we're going to need to have only live music tonight, recording booth DJ up there. Just in case someone has hacked your sound system and turned it into a mind control device, we need you to not play anything recorded in here for the remainder of the night. But I do know my way around heroes and villains and music in this town. And I think the Nope-tastic, absolutely 100% live performance should go forward. And I, for one, want to hear this band. And then I jump down off the stage and let them start playing. Now, I think that getting such an endorsement from local superhero tune is huge for the lead singer of Nope-tastic. Who is that that you've saved? Oh, so the lead singer for Nope-tastic goes by Bino. It is an homage to the very old British comic. And uh, Bino is just delighted. Nope-tastic are one of those bands that you really need to see live. They're very, very high energy. Bino just kind of leans over and and like blows a kiss at me. And I'm not sure if it's meant like, let's go on a date. Uh, but I do not want to go on a date with Bino. I want to see Nope-tastic play. I raise my arms and sort of just cheer back. Cool. All right, Cece, what do we have next? Okay, our next card is the Six of Spades. 
So this brings us back to kayfabe and six is going to be another traffic accident. So why don't you set the scene? Okay. We're in kayfabe and there's a traffic accident, which means that there is some sort of delivery vehicle that has in some way gone astray. Um, It is askew. This is a particular issue in kayfabe because it's kayfabe. The kinds of things that are being distributed in kayfabe are not the sorts of things that you want falling out the back of a truck. Unless, for example, you planned it that way. So this is in a major busy intersection in kayfabe, one that is in full view of random passerby rather than the back alleys, which are more hospitable to this sort of thing. Somehow overturned or otherwise out of sorts delivery vehicle. Okay. Yeah. I think that when, when you, when you think about kayfabe and like, because of the alleys and because like, there's a lot of crossing the street in the middle of the block, et cetera. I think another one of those uh, self-driving cars was coming through and like delivery truck swerved. Is there something dangerous actually in this truck? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say that it is not something that is inherently dangerous, but something that in being jostled about and broken open becomes dangerous. Well, I think that maybe once you get enough illicit counterfeit cosmetics and perfumes, who knows when they start interacting with each other. I mean, are we up to cloud of poison gas level here? I think we are. I think we are. I think this is this is just a cloud of blush and concealer and just uh, powdered everything that has reacted with one another in quite a violent way that perhaps no one could have predicted. Well, this has been a solid villain city tag team. Love it. Toon, what are you going to do about it? So I am on my way to Kaopectate House to just hang out and see if anybody needs help and maybe share some more songs with harm who's got another you know day of of being kind of semi on duty there the first thing i say and it's on panel is self-driving vehicles i wonder if they're just all villains in disguise (laughs) and the second thing i say is that looks like a noxious cloud of something starting to form looks kind of dangerous so i probably shouldn't be taking time to change But I do, because it seems like the kind of situation where I want to be a visible hero. I like this as a quality of uh, of Toon, that Toon refuses to do superhero work in non-superhero clothing. It's it's very endearing. I mean, she'll do superhero work, like, secretly. But if she's going to be obviously using her powers, she likes the fiction that that not many people know who she is. Hundreds of people know who she is, but it's not in the papers. So she changes and she, the first thing that she does is uses her air control powers to stop the gas from spreading. It's something like creating a reverse pressure room of the kind that, you know, hospitals use for COVID patients, where the air pressure is keeping the cloud from dispersing. The second thing she does is look at the delivery van to make sure that there's not really anyone in it. Because sometimes you have a, a self-driving vehicle that's got a passenger. Well, here, a self-driving vehicle, the, the delivery van wasn't self-driving. It was the... Oh, yeah. no. So there's someone who needs help getting out. Okay, the second thing she's going to do is try to help the driver out. And the third thing that she does is tell everyone, and it's going to be pretty loud because it's tune. this is a poison gas cloud. Get out of here. And call public health. All right. Well, I can't wait to see how all of this turns out. It's kayfabe. That's one die. The king of kayfabe is on the table. So we're down to zero dice. You have two inspiration tune. Would you like to spend one or both of those? This is a potential mass poisoning. So I think I really need to spend an inspiration dice here. All right. So this brings us back up to one die. And I'm going to roll it. And the number that's on it is your number. Oh, no. It's a four. Okay. You rise to the occasion and manage to save the day. What great moment of heroism do you achieve? This is where Toon is going to take the opportunity to, to maybe show off a little bit for people who aren't in the scene and, you know, don't live in Von Ray <laughs> and don't already, you know, look up to her. Poison, poison <laughs> gas cloud. That's your, like, show off moment. Yeah. It is, had I done nothing or had no hero been there. It would have been a nearly invisible cloud that sickened the city. 
it's kind of pink. It's got all of this sort of, you know, blush particles in it that have interacted with other counterfeit cosmetics. As we're waiting for the public health people to, you know, arrive and sweep the area, because I'm not, you know, disinfectant lady, I'm Toon. First, I'm going to help the, the driver to safety and just, you know, go get out of here, go to the ER, go get it checked out. And I'm going to compress the reverse pressure so that the poison gas cloud becomes increasingly opaque and visible and becomes this kind of whirling spire of uh, kind of red pink stuff. So everyone sees what it is and just keep it in motion above the self-driving car so that it's clear that the poison gas isn't getting anywhere and it's pointing down. It's almost like an exclamation point (laughs) to the self-driving car. I'm going to say using my amplified voice, I've got it under control till the suction vans get here because public health people have got to have some kind of suction van. Sure, right, right. Uh, I've, I've got this under control. Fake cosmetics are dangerous. Self-driving vehicles should cut it out. <laughs> and I want my Sephora endorsement. All right. <laughs> Excellent. So how, we should get a name then for the driver that you've saved. Yeah. I'm feeling Sylvester, if we're okay with Sylvester. That feels mighty real. All right. No? No? Sylvester, the delivery driver. No, no. No, 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 no. not feeling it. I just made a bad joke. Reference that we just did not get. Yeah. 70s disco star Sylvester was possibly the first out trans pop star. He did You Make Me Feel Mighty Real. Okay. So now it's on us for being ignorant of our history. Uh. Yes. Can can Sylvester the driver be dressed like Sylvester in an homage to Sylvester since you can dress however you want as long as your delivery arrives? We are are the deities of this universe. Of course. Of course you can. Okay. Let's see the next card. All right. Well, I don't want to alarm anyone. We just pulled a downfall. Oh, no. no. Well, actually, that's from your perspective. Oh, yes. From mine. (laughs) You're such a villain. I'm working on it. Okay, it is here that the hero is confronted at last by the villain who makes themselves known by striking deep at the heart of the hero. There is a battle that happens, lives are lost, destruction spreads, and hero, you are beaten back for now. You'll come back, heroes always do, but this is your downfall. Okay, we gotta do consequences. This is the moment where it all comes undone, when the villain emerges and the villain triumphs. So let's talk about the villain. That would be you. I know. I'm pausing dramatically. (laughs) (laughs) Collecting my goddamn thoughts. So a lot of things have been leading up to what will later be referred to as the fall of VR Heights. The villain who has been hiding in the shadows at this point has finally been able to bring to fruition his vision of New Arcadia, a city whose streets are completely safe for self-driving cars and do not have wayward pedestrians walking through them or trackless trolleys that are driving in and out of bus stops based on the whims of the passengers. This is a place that does not have loud music playing until all hours of the night. In fact, it has a lot of pop music that's played through the shopping mall speakers or from speakers on lampposts that is making everyone just kind of walk a little bit more in synchronicity, keeping everyone obeying and listening to their bosses and just overall being the orderly, peaceful, quiet citizens that the composer would like. In his city. What is brought about here is previously secretive real estate deals come together where entire blocks in VR Heights and Kayfabe are bulldozed, causing us to lose both historic clubs and historic pawn shops and straight roads with very clear stoplights and pedestrian crossings are put into place. Tune, this is what you seemingly wake up to one morning. It happens so quickly and it's been so shadowy. 
that no one was able to put a stop to it in time. All of the kings that we saw before are involved in their own ways. So let's get to your questions. What piece of yourself most scares you? And how do you see that amplified in the villain? This is a villain who wants to be the center of attention. This is a villain who wants to close a circle around himself and have everything in that circle make sense to him and revolve around him. And in a way, that's what I've been doing by protecting Von Ray and wanting to be on stage all the time and get people to love me and thank me and never leaving. I've been keeping things safe for me. And this guy wants to keep things safe for him. And he's got terrible taste. And I want to bring him down, but maybe we have more in common than I thought. What weakness are you afraid will be discovered? And how does the villain use it? I can imagine that maybe as some of these you know, public address speakers and that kind of thing go up in the area that are alternatingly playing Kelsey Chiffon's No Time to Waste. Is there like white noise or what is you do you have like a sound based kryptonite so what i'm afraid of narratively is that the community will stop keeping my open secret and the five million misdemeanors that i've committed over the past 25 years of protecting the city will all be prosecuted uh, and i will be outed and run out of town and just have to stop superheroing but in terms of combat weakness. So do you, do you wake up do you wake up to a to a summons? Is that <laughs> You know, I think I do. I think I wake up to a summons that tells me whoever has whoever in city government has been protecting my identity is no longer protecting it. They've been suborned or they've been replaced. Hmm. And city government is going to try to hold me accountable for all of the things I've done that are technically illegal, that protects the city and the people in it. I, I do, if, if it comes to combat, have, have a, a kryptonite, which is not, not white noise, which I can you know, hijack and control and turn into something cool, but anything that means sound can't be conducted, right? Anyone who can create a vacuum or put a big, heavy material object between me and them has made themselves invulnerable to me. All right. So the city, mm. you have some questions. What part of the hero most scares you? How is the villain the worst version of that? Hmm. I think the thing that scares the city most about Tune is her ability to suddenly shift the delicate rhythms that the city likes to see play out in their own uninterrupted ways. The city likes the chaos. The city likes sometimes these moments of collision even, and even tunes moments of intervening and disrupting those rhythms and those waves, the patterns by which everyday life proceed in the city. The city doesn't like that. The city is frightened by that. And this is definitely uh, something that the conductor takes up to 11. I like that where you think that Toon is able to unilaterally control a lot of people's perception and experience in an area. Exactly. Really just however she wants. So far, it's been for good, but it is definitely not the same as letting the city's chaos play itself out. Agreed. What is your biggest fear for the city? How does the villain embody that? Okay, let's take this metaphor one step further because this is a musical campaign. I feel like the city has its own music. It has its own song. And it is most afraid that that song will disappear or be overwritten. And I, I think it's clear that the conductor has his own song not a version of the city's song, not a remix, but rather something else entirely to replace it with. And the city fears the loss of that song. I've got some questions. I think I've answered some of these. I do want the power to bring order 
to this city and I don't know, the power to make a little money off my electric self-driving car investments. What insurmountable odds will the hero have to overcome to defeat me? The fact that the power structures of this city are very much arrayed in my favor, that the tech bros in Millennium Square are very much into the automation of self-driving cars and playing into perhaps their fantasies. The forces of consolidation that are uh, undermining both independent pawn shops and music sellers and independent artistry that maybe starts in University Center but gets its full expression in VR Heights. Those are, again, all under my control at this point. And what hidden weakness do I hope the hero never finds? I have made a lot of promises to people to get what is a reasonably visible transformation of several areas of this city. And if those promises of efficiency and order and low crime and compliance are not met, my power base suddenly disappears. So if people don't think you're an effective bringer of order, you stop being an effective bringer of order. Does that work for everyone? Yeah. All right. Well, now I will virtually take the deck of cards from the city and discard one card off the top of the deck for every card in the hero's renown. So this is the seven people that you have saved, Tune. We are discarding those cards off the top of the deck, never to be seen again. Any fun ones in there? Oh, yeah, we've got uh, we've got the Jack of Spades in there. We have the Ace of Hearts. We've not had an Ace so far this game. All right. Those cards are never shuffled back in. So the world is still reeling from this battle, a battle of construction and outdoor audio equipment. These cars will change the landscape of the city forever. So the city, take a moment of silence to mourn your losses. The hero, take a moment of silence to deal with your failure. And... I will let you have your moment. Cool. The city, when you're ready, take the remaining Joker and show it to the hero. Tell them what it represents, the uprising, their decision to come back and move forward and make it right and rise to the occasion. Tell them why you need them and why you believe in them. All right. The city needs this because Tune is as close as the city has seen, to someone who understands the need for a certain level of cacophony in the rhythms of life. Not to smooth those things out, not to auto-tune out the imperfections of those moments, but rather to let them proceed because they are themselves part of what makes that song, that rhythm, what it is, and unique. And because... It is those moments of imperfection on which people you may never meet or see rely. It is not the predictable that is needed here. It is the unexpected. And if there's anything that the city feels that it can trust Tune to bring, it is the unexpected. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, dang you. (laughs) Yeah. So where do we go narratively from here? Yeah. So here's what happens. The hero, while the city is shuffling the remaining Joker into what is left of the deck, hero, you thank the city, promise you won't let them down, because, and this is the rules saying, I promise you, hero, this time you won't. I have some ideas about what happens narratively here, and I do not want to- You have to promise- I am. This is the the promise. This is is the promise. I'm going to do it on the radio. I'm going to do it on the radio as tune- I'm just going to show up in the university station at NOSAD in costume and say to whoever's listening on this tune from Von Ray, you know me, you've all seen what happened this morning. We've literally, literally lost a lot of our streets and a lot of our beloved places today. And I'm going to find out how and why, and I'm going to make it right. 
And our city is ours. It doesn't belong to any one person, much less any one algorithm. This is not the city of autotune, though that actually can sound kind of cool if you use it right. This is the city of tune and my tune and your tune and a thousand different tunes playing at the same time in different clubs that have different owners and different clientels and different kinds of sandwiches. And we're going to bring that back. I won't let you down. I love it. So good. All right. Sorry, go ahead, Susie. Oh, I was just expressing my love for that particular promise from the hero. There's a, a few cards left in that deck, just a handful. Why don't you uh, flip the next one? Our next card is the Seven of Diamonds. So going forward, we are now existing in a post-conductor setting. And so the narrative is going to need to reflect that. As we go to University Center, let me tell you, Seven, I have written down here, no time to waste. It's a mind control music. <sighs> oh, no. Okay. Presumably, we need a setting for this uh, mind control music to be playing in. Yes. All right. Let's go with University Center. I would say this mind control music is currently playing in... I had an idea and then it was completely inappropriate as to the, to the setting. I'm like, it's definitely playing in a DMV. And I'm like, there's no reason that there's a DMV near University Center. There could be. Are <laughs> students being forced to make board ape Yes, 100% like that. that is what's happening. <laughs> NFTs are being minted as we speak um, in some location near University Center. Illustration, right? Illustration uh, 105. Yeah, okay. This is is what's happening. Uh, So the university heard the cries for uh, different classes uh, that were more student-driven and more connected to uh, the students' success in the, the larger world of art. And so they've decided to create an integration course with the NFT minting businesses of New Arcadia, and this is this is NFTs 501. This is a course for graduating students to show all that they know in minting only the very best board apes. And so, yeah, we have the the music is just playing in the classroom, and tune. I think you're either walking by or you you get a call. I think I think you get a call from someone who is was auditing this class or wanted to see or was was walking by. And saw what was going on and clearly noticed the mind control and has called you in to do something about it. Because as bad as NFTs are, mind control in NFTs is worse than that. Oh, yeah. When you add mind control to something, it, it pretty much makes it worse unless there are fairly elaborate consent mechanics involved, which is not the case here. I'm just going to pop into the building in costume. Because of all those summons... Petunia Petalowski has disappeared. Ooh. I've got a little bit of time before I have to decide what to do with city government knowing my identity and wanting to, to get me in trouble. Mm. And I am just being tuned full time until this can be handled. And if I've you know got enough savings and rent's not due for a couple more weeks, I'm going to pop into the building in costume and blow all the speakers out. It's two dice minus one because of the king. Would you like to use your remaining inspiration or would you like to just roll? I would like to use my remaining inspiration if I can in order to contact the pop star involved (laughs) because I want to know where this is coming from and I might know someone who knows them. Got to go straight to the source. Yeah. Well, really, this is just about rolling the dice. So you want to roll two dice? I'm going to save my remaining inspiration if I can't contact the pop star involved. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, this is... uh, not that kind of game. All right, you want to roll one die? Yeah. Uh, it's a tilt. Hang on, rolling one die. It's a six. <laughs> Dude, you're on fire, even on the worst day of your life. It is a very bad day, but if there's one thing I know how to do, it's blow out speakers. Hell yeah, this is cathartic. And yeah, uh, so I'm going to show up and in the building and destroy the sound system, because whoever's deciding what goes over it cannot be trusted with what people listen to. You know, rather than just destroy, uh, yeah, I'm going to destroy it because I'm not an electronics controller. I can't like make it play things, Mm. but I I can, I can blow it out manually. I'm going to announce in the building that Kelsey Chiffon hit is a mind control song supervillains are using. You don't want it in your rotation. Also, NFTs, really? You're all going to regret this. I think that's how you inspire the people. I think they're like, Oh, wait. Yes, actually, this is terrible. (laughs) 
<laughs> Dropping yes. this card. I think there's a student walkout. What's our next card? Our next card is the Ten of Spades. So we are back at Kayfabe, and this is going to be a brand new threat. So, City, why don't you set the scene, and then we'll come up with something fun for it to happen. Okay, we are in Kayfabe, someplace new with a new threat. Hmm. I have the threat, but if you can, want. You, can you hint at the threat so I can come up with a place for it to happen? Oh, sure. Uh, I mean, I this this feels like a when 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 there are docile civilians, I feel like then some of your more extreme robbery crimes can take place. Interesting. Okay, so the 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 citizens are are not necessarily in a position to intervene, and therefore there's more bald faced crime happening. Is this the this is the conclusion? Yeah, like. I mean, do we want to even do like some some territory disputes? Because this is this is kayfabe. Yeah, I, I would say that. I imagine that there's a certain amount of turnover among the counterfeit sellers of Washington Street Alley, but it's not been this contentious before. Before it was more or less a matter of a seller disappearing maybe for good reasons, maybe for bad, and their place quickly being taken by another with a minimum of fuss. But now there's active hostility and competition between the residents of Washington Street Alley. So I think that what we haven't had in this game yet is some good old fashioned arson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that we were going to check that off the checklist. It was bothering me too. Yeah. Also, there's uh, probably warehouses are going to have to come up later just so we kind of get all the our cliches here. Oh, yeah. I think, Toon, you are in kayfabe, and there is this sort of low hum coming from just like the speakers that's maybe just like the bass track to No Time to Waste, like not enough for like a full mind control, but certainly Mm -hmm. to kind of keep people, again, more docile. I think a car pulls up quickly and just some Molotov cocktails are lobbed through the plate glass front window of one of the electronics shops as you are walking close by and there is a just they they explode and, and just catch and there is people inside Ooh, what do you do so we want the people out first and you want to put out the fire i'm not especially good at moving people from place to place but i can move air around so can the people get out like is there a door that's open? I mean, yeah, there's a shop, right. But there's flames and smoke and, you know, just general chaos, okay. I would say. I'm going to try to move the air away from the flames. This is hard for me. This is not the kind of thing I normally do. Yeah. But if I can do this just right, I can deprive the flames of air. I can create a vacuum. Lots of finesse required, yeah. Yeah. Well, lots of brute force, honestly. It's kind of the opposite. Like... Just keep the air up there, vibrating upward, and make it flow around instead of towards the, the fire. Yeah. So that there's there's a, a, a lot of high air pressure right above the fire and nothing down there. So you will be rolling zero dice, uh, but you have two points of inspiration. Would you like to use one or both of those? So out of control fires where there's a lot of civilians are kind of bad. Washington Street Alley is definitely not up to code in by yeah. any stretch of yeah. the imagination. So yeah. this is a legitimate concern. <laughs> Tune is is doing her costume patrols like kind of all day and all night right now, trying to figure out how to take the composer down. Okay, uh, so let's use only one of those inspirations. All right, I realize we've been going back and forth between conductor and composer. Oh no, I'm sorry. I think I probably started that. I think we could probably settle on conductor. Okay, we'll settle on conductor. All right, well, we got this one die, so let's see how it goes for Tune. That's a four. You rise to the occasion and manage to save the day. What great moment of heroism do you achieve? I just keep the people safe. The fire is doesn't spread, and then it goes out, and no humans are harmed, even though there's a ton of people in the area. Hell yeah. What's one of their names? Oh, Herman. Does Herman like own the shop, or was Herman buying things? Herman was buying hermit crabs. He's got this whole thing called Herman's Hermit Crabs. Just it's a kind of a collector thing. He was in the area looking for hermit crabs and he just kind of stopped in. But he had this suitcase cage full of hermit crabs. Our next card is the Eight of Diamonds. All right, we've got more casual robbery now, this time happening at University Center. Hmm. What's worth taking in a university neighborhood? 
That's the real question. I mean, that deep fryer for one thing. That is 100% what is happening. We are at the location of the world famous, we will fry anything for you after 10 p.m. deep fryer in in university center. And there will be no joy this this weekend if the if the the thieves are able to carry out this particular heist. This will be the greatest blow to University Center yet in the conductor's reign. Let's have this be a thing that Tune has to has to maybe track down, right? I think it has been stolen, and this this crime, perhaps it's coincidental, but it is certainly associated. With the conductor's reign of removing the fun things, mm, mm. such as the deep fryer where you can get anything deep fried after 10 p.m. on a Friday. Front page of the university newspaper is just a picture of the forlorn bodega cat of this bodega just sitting, staring at the empty space where the fryer used to be, where it used to nap so happily. A dude maybe calls you in tears. Yeah. Tune, you got to sort this out. Yeah. So... We're going to find that fryer. We're going to get it back where it belongs. We're going to get our late night snacks. I'm going to get my life back. And we're going to get rid of the conductor. And it's all going to start with finding the fryer. Now, I do sound. A fryer that has been shut down and isn't frying anything does not make any sound. But it still smells like a fryer. I'm going to, I'm going to just toss you one thing, though. Who steals the coolest deep fryer in the city? And leaves it shut off. I'm throwing you a bone. The people who stole this fryer are using the fryer because it's the coolest fryer. And it 100% has a distinctive gurgle because it has been used oh. for many years continu- continuously. I was, and we would recognize that anyway. I was going to get help from another hero. Is that legit? Oh. Or do I have to be the only hero in the city right now? You, I think you, this is about you. <sighs> okay. I am getting ready to call the woodcheck who takes care of the tunnels and the subway and the underground and has a fantastic olfactory sense. And then I realize that I haven't talked to him in years. I'd love to see him, but maybe I can do this by myself. And so I'm just going to go on patrol and, and just walk around and run around and ride around and see if I can hear that gurgle. It's a classic gurgle. It is. A, Unmistakable. It's a classic gurgle. You are rolling one die in University Center right now because of the king. Do you want to use your last inspiration to make it two? This is the friar. I feel like I should be saving my last inspiration for the uprising. You're going to win the uprising. That's the way the game works. Okay, then I may as well use it. All right. So two dice going into this. Find the friar. Two needs this. You got a two. Oh, no. You managed to stop the threat, but it's messy. How do you stop it? What goes wrong along the way? Either take an injury or cause collateral damage. Do I tell the story here? Yes, you do. Okay. I am frankly surprised because I thought it had been stolen by like some fast food people or by, you know, corporate malefactors who were in league with the conductor. It has been stolen. And maybe these guys are in league with the conductor, but they're not food industry professionals. They are young, tech bro, frat boy kind of kids right in University Center who just feel like they've gotten so rich they can do what they wanted now that they're protected by the city's new order, who just set it up in their enormous, almost furniture-free top floor, like sixth floor of a Unicenter building, and they're just frying. And I can hear it. And then as I approach it, I can smell it. But I do not realize what a chaos of game controllers and like big gulps and chinos that have been professionally laundered and not put away. Because, of course, they send out all their laundry to, you know, (laughs) comes back in these big plastic bags folded with a ribbon on it. (laughs) I do not realize what kind of place I'm breaking into to get the fryer back. And I do not realize that they've been running it in a completely unsafe way. So the good news is the famous cafe gets its fryer back. The bad news is it looks like Toon has just been breaking into places for no reason. The publicity is negative. The whole building smells like oil for a week and the people blame me. The university papers reporting on it is pretty negative. Makes me look bad. And I'm going to smell like fryer later oil for like 
a day or two, especially since I can't really go home and shower. I have to shower at Kapectate House. So are we counting this as collateral damage then? Yeah, it's reputational damage and I smell terrible and I've got some, you know, first and second degree oil burns on my elbows probably. All right. So the city discards a card off the top of the deck. Okay. Do you need to know which card it is or is that shrouded in mystery? Yeah. Which one is it? It's a three of diamonds is discarded. All right, Cece, what do we have next? Our next card is the Uprising. Ho, 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 ho. It is all led to this. The hero is back in the villain's place of power, having refused to stand down and accept defeat. Their losses hang heavy in the air, but it's time to finish this. The downfall is over. It's time for the Uprising. So I get to describe my place of power now that I'm at the height of my glory. And I describe the insurmountable odds and note how the hero failed to stop me the last time. Describe the power I seek and the power I already have. So this is, I think, the the penthouse in the tallest tower in Millennium Square. And I actually have, there's a, a like a wide balcony around it. And I like to just go out there and walk around and listen to the orderliness of the city and the purr of the cars moving so precisely along their computed routes. There's no horns honking. There's no cutting people off because the computers just take care of that. There's no shouting among the the people down below me. Because they are all walking along in an orderly way to No Time to Waste by Kelsey Chiffon, enjoying several weeks at the top of the Billboard track. So I have to note how often the hero failed and the people they couldn't save. But honestly, Toon didn't really fail at the things she was doing. But really, it's all was just such small potatoes. Like, you know, I sent the city, the city police after her. I went through the trouble of finding her secret identity. But really, that was just that was like contingency plan number four. In the end, she just doesn't matter to me. And Tune, why do you think you can change things now? I know that the people of the city will not settle for this life forever. People of the city have known more freedom and more fun and more working together and more alliance and more variety and more in their lives than you could ever give them with your plans and your quiet and your right angles and your robots that don't even work. And I don't want to tell them how to live. No one should tell them how to live. And you need to stop trying. The city, tell the hero what they need to hear. Name the people they saved. Tell them how they helped make this world a better place. Guide them, encourage them, lift them up, help them carry the weight of falling short so they can stand tall now when they need to most. Hmm. Okay. So going all the way back to uh, the owner of the mysterious purse, the very beginning of our story. And this is... uh, This save is a testament to Toon's commitment to protecting people, not for who they are, but because they are part of her community. And no matter who they are, they matter. We have Antonia, who is just trying to bring joy into the world, just trying to bring that sunshine into other people's evenings and needed that small assist. And also, the opportunity to allow Kay a moment in the sun, a moment to feel like a hero of the scene. There's Astra, the driver of the vehicle that you saved after a nasty accident, who probably thought no one was coming, probably thought, especially being where she was, that there would be no one who would, who would pause their day uh, to help her. And yet there you were. Ames, the illustrator who you've supported not just through being a patron of the illustration work that they produce, but also through encouraging them to take a more active role in your own efforts and to be a support to you in your efforts to protect the city. Of course, Bino, whose career will never be the same after your memorable shout out, just rocketing Nope-tastic to the top of the scene in a moment of long-awaited having made it. 
And finally, last but not least, we have Sylvester, our delivery driver, outfit unmistakable, serving looks all day, in addition to delivering whatever it is he needs to deliver, and helped along his way by none other than Tune. Tune, this is your moment. Hear what the city has to say. Think about how you help people in need. Describe how you fight and describe how you win. So I'm going to do two things to bring this guy down. You bring him down by showing that he doesn't really control what he thinks he controls. And by causing the other powers that collaborate to keep the city what it is, to stop trusting him and to withdraw their money and their time and their trust from him. That means going to the two things that he's involved with that are the shadiest and the fishiest and the most dangerous. One of them is all those self-driving vehicles. Now, I'm just one hero who makes a bunch of sounds. And I don't want to cause any vehicle crashes, and I can't unstraighten or unwiden those roads. But I can certainly stop there from being any more damage, and I can make his stock price crash. And all I have to do is use my powers to make it extremely, extremely evident whenever one of those self-driving vehicles hits something or stalls out or generally gets in someone's way. Ten years ago, I was in this kind of punk folk duo with this woman, Janice, who's now a traffic reporter. And I am in touch with Janice. And every time there's a self-driving vehicle that does something it shouldn't do, I can make a lot of sounds around that and call everyone's attention to it and make it a local news story. I've got a moped I can get from one place to another through the alleys. And I know how to take the subway, which is still working. After a couple of days, there are so many local news stories about self-driving vehicles failing that it is national. And that affects the credibility and the stock price of the conductor's company. Now, the other thing that I want to bring him down by doing... It's not illegal to fill the roads with terrible self-driving vehicles, although it should be, but it's definitely illegal to mind control someone without their enthusiastic advanced consent. And that's what he's been doing with Kelsey Chiffon's hit single, which is a national hit, although it's kind of everywhere in our city. And you know who didn't know that was happening? Kelsey Chiffon. Ah, snap. (laughs) I'm not friends with her. She's way above my level. But Harm has this friend in Stockholm who has this friend in New Delhi who knows somebody in Taipei who knows Kelsey Chiffon. And I am able to get in touch with her and let her know what her single in its American edit is being used to do. And she is all over the international media the next day saying that No Time to Waste has been hijacked by a mind control tech bro real estate dude in New Arcadia. And it needs to go off the air until there's a re-edit because it's a mind control thing. And, you know, that album's got a few other bangers that aren't, as far as we know, mind control songs. So (laughs) that's fine. All right. And so that is our story. That concludes The Uprising. Cece, thank you so much for joining us for this. And we're going to have you back to talk about Anyone Can Wear the Mask. I'm looking forward to it. I had an absolute blast. For myself and for Petunia Petalowski, a.k.a. Toon, whose identity is now fully public, and she's okay with that. Bye for now. And that is Anyone Can Wear the Mask. Now that you've heard it played, come back next week for The Back Matter. Steph, Cece, and I are going to talk about what we thought of our session and the game itself and how it fits into the world of superhero stories. In this run, we've been playing Anyone Can Wear the Mask by Jeff Stormer. You can find it on his Itch page, jeffstormer.itch.io slash mask. Team Up Moves is a production of Fiona Hopkins and Stephanie Burt, copyright 2022. Follow us on Twitter as at Team Up Moves and individually as at Fiona Wim and at Accommodatingly. Check the show notes for spelling. You can find all of our episodes and drop us an email through our website at teamupmoves.com. Our theme music is Play by Sleepyhead. Find more of their music at sleepyheadrockband.com and get ready for their new album, which comes out August 19th. And hey, we're a new show. If you like what you heard, tell a friend. Word of mouth is the best way to help us grow.